0: Now serving F-27 at DMV window number 16. Okay, Rose, we're second in line. Perfect, Rose. You remembered the birth certificate? Yes, and we have our electric bill. Excellent. We'll be Real ID ready in no time. Real ID ready to visit our grandson, Ricky, at Fort Bragg. Then fly to New Orleans for Jazz Fest. Pardon me, are you talking to yourself? Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I am. Talk yourself into Real ID readiness by May third, twenty 2023. Make a plan at dhs.gov slash realid.
1: Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Humberto Willis, your host. Today, I have a very special guest, somebody that goes back a long time with, with me. Actually, he brought me into several of his own domains. Uh, we are here with Danny Fettante, who is a chair of the Fayette 350 Committee, an environmental group. They are in the process of pressing Austin and other areas to put a coal power plant on on ice because it is, put it bluntly, killing people. Anyhow, welcome to Politics Done Right, Danny. How are you doing today?
2: Very good, uh, Egberto, and um, thank you for having me. Um, To start off, the Fayette Coal Power Plant, um, it's uh, located in Lagrange, Texas. It's jointly owned by the Lower Colorado River Authority and the city of Austin. And it produces something called coal ash, which is when you burn coal uh, to move the generators, Uh, it produces coal ash every single day. And that coal ash is made up of toxins, uh, mercury, lead, arsenic, and uh, chromium. The way they dispose of that chromium is they have been digging 48 foot deep pits and piling it in there. Uh, It used to be 44 foot pits, but they got a permit to go down to 48. They thinly lined it with clay, which um, either uh, contracts or expands depending on the level of moisture in the ground and then cracks develop and the poisons leach down into the water table. So what is going on uh, in the, the groundwater, which are people are drinking, is they're taking in this toxins. So LaGrange has a block where every single house has somebody with cancer on it. Um, the lead that is being absorbed uh, by people is absorbed four times faster by kids than by adults. And it's lead is particularly dangerous to kids because it uh, uh, retards the development of kids, both physically and mentally. And so it's holding, holding people back, and it's very hard to detect. Um, so when a kid, when you're looking for lead poisoning, um, none of the poison shows up in the bloodstream where you take the blood for the first four years. It has to build up a certain level of toxicity. But the whole period that you're during that four years, it's doing damage to your body. Um, So the problem that we have is the LCRA board is all appointed by uh, Governor Abbott Um, It used to be, when we started the work, some of them were appointed by Governor Perry. Um, And they have, um, we've been actively working on this for about five years, testified at LCRA boards, testified at Austin City Council meetings, and committees. And, um, it's not taken seriously by any of them. They look at it as a cost of doing business that you do business. Um, the people who handle the coal ash at the plant uh, are not given protective gear. Uh, so there's, uh, what they found is just even handling this stuff in North Carolina and Tennessee, there the the environmental movement is advocating that people where um, hazmat uniforms, which are uniforms that protect the people. None of that's going on here at this Fayette plant.
1: Now, these, um, these, these, this ash, a lot of people don't realize, ash has a whole lot of stu- heavy metals in there. It has mercury. It right. has quite a few others in there that actually can get into your body. And right. at, uh, mercury, for one, is a neuro, I, I think, uh, affects your nerves and some other, uh, other parts. So, I mean, this is really serious stuff.
2: It's, it's extremely serious. And when we've tried to deal with people, uh, there's a lack of urgency on most people's part, a total lack of urgency. Uh, we've gone around the block with Austin Energy on, this, um, on these questions and they've come up with one excuse after another. They came up with an excuse that the water table was being monitored by um, the Environmental Integrity Project. Well, if you go and check on the Environmental Integrity Project, you find that uh, they are monitoring it and they're finding that there's all this toxic material in the water. They leave that out in their written response. They say they're being monitored, but they don't say what the monitors are finding. Um, What we found was in every county in Texas, there's a division of the health department that has a group that goes out and tests for lead because it's so dangerous. Uh, Once a year in every county, they test the water. And um, about three or four years ago, We don't know this for a fact, but we're assuming it was Abbott something came down that said that the nine LCRA counties would no longer be tested by the State Health Department for lead that LCRA would do that themselves. It's sort of like Boeing inspecting their own planes. right? and uh, one of the they were the workers that were told not to do any testing in these counties, which Fayette County and Colorado County and Bastrop County were included. Um, they asked the higher ups, "Why can't we do the test?" They said, "Well, there's a lot of sensitivity going on, and if people find any lead in their water, they get very upset. That's so we should. Not gonna, we're not going to test for lead anymore." And their solution was just not to test for lead. Does that sound familiar? Yes. yes. Does that sound
1: familiar with our our current uh, epidemic or pandemic?
2: Yeah. If if you don't like the epidemic, just don't test for it.
1: Yeah. It it is ridiculous. Now look, uh, let's let's get serious here. The way that I read the, the website and the way they are disposing of this ash is they put a layer of clay, then they put. Uh, the ash on. My question to you, if, if I remember my physics class, my physics and materials class correctly, right. I don't think that uh, clay is going to filter mercury molecules from getting into the water table. And if I understand the maps that I see correctly, it seems to me like we could get seepage into the Austin aquifer, which is the Edwards aquifer, and several of these other aquifers in the vicinity. And given that there is some connectivity with all these different aquifers, eventually this one plant can throw a whole lot of crap in a whole lot of areas within this aquifer as that stuff migrates. Am I
2: correct? Uh, mostly you are. Um, the Austin aquifer is separated between the, the, the Fayette by two different layers. Um, Hill ranges? Layers. Yeah, ranges of rock. Now the only thing that is going on though is there's been so much fracking where there's drills down into these these rock formations, there's cracks developing. And what uh, we don't have proof of it, what we suspect is that water is migrating from one water table to the other. Uh, But at this point, the city of Austin, which owns Uh, part of the plant is relatively protected. Austin is, has many different economies, but it's generally much better off economically than the counties that are directly affected like uh, Fayette County, Colorado County, Caldwell County. Amazon is offering sign-on bonuses up to $1,000, plus get up to $20 an hour for select roles. The best part, we're hiring near you. So start now to take home something greater. New, higher wages with a sign-on bonus. A range of real benefits and career growth opportunities in a top-rated workplace. So earn more and see how great pay and sign-on bonuses can lead to a greater life for you. Go to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.
0: Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal. A safe way for your customers to pay.
2: is, uh, Travis County, where Austin is, is much wider than the other counties. Right. So um, there doesn't seem to be a, an urgency if people, more people who work for a living, get the poison, as long as Austin is protected. It, it's um, interesting,
1: but, uh, Danny, because what it also says is, uh, when, when we talk about monitoring these different um, uh, aquifers, etc., uh, what we're also not saying is if we're monitoring and we found it has lead or mercury or whatever by then it's too late it's in the aquifer
2: that's exactly right
1: the reality should be there should be experimentations going on to see if our level of mitigation prevents flow of mercury in there and i think what they're going to find is no it doesn't do that And therefore, we have to find if we're going to keep burning that coal, we have to find some way of not having all those uh, heavy metals leaching themselves into the table. Right.
2: Right. The, The Obama administration, the Environmental Protection Agency under Obama was so concerned. They were citing this plant again and again for the bad disposals of the coal ash and they started fining them. Um, the, the heaviest fines were done about four or five months before Trump took office. When Trump took office, he negated all the fines and wiped out all the citations. Um, so if you go in, and I did an open request, open records request to LCRA asking for all copies of all the citations, they said, we don't have any. They don't, there because is it's gone. They're gone. And in all the government records, they're just gone. And um, uh, we're trying to meet with uh, right now with Congress folks to ask them to put pressure on EPA to go back into this plant. But at this point, it's not on the horizon because there's no record of all of the violations that they've had.
1: Well, Danny, there's no, there are no, rec, there are no open records. Should not there be a database of everything that was thrown out as well? Or are you trying to tell me they killed it all? Uh,
2: we can't find it. Um, okay. Now it might be that our that our technological skills are not that great, but we haven't been able to find it. Um, the the Trump administration not only got rid of all of them in the last. Uh, three or four months of his administration, he also put together a procedure which allows Texas to handle all their environmental issues themselves. So the the Biden administration has to change that before they can even try to regulate the environment here. So it um, the the, the, the whole problem of dealing with it by just getting the so-called officials to start to deal with it is very, very difficult. What we've done is we're doing what's called a email storm towards the city council. We've met with um, four of the city council people directly, uh, individually, um, and we've met with the staff of three others to try to go through this and asking them to start taking serious issues. What we've been faced with, um, with actually a couple of exceptions, is um, they've quoted us things from Austin Energy's lawyers that say that there's legal restrictions on how Austin can play. Evidently, the, the legal department of Austin Energy which handles all of their energy questions, um, signed all these agreements with LCRA, which gives LCRA total executive power to make all decisions. So they're saying it's not in our hands, even though we own 50% of all of the property where the coal ash ash is stored and 30% ownership of the turbines. They say we don't have any say on it, which... um, in the last couple of meetings with city council individuals, we said, this is not gonna be handled through a lawsuit. This has to be handled politically where um, the city council members who know what's right and know what's wrong stand up and and raise it. This has to, We have to cause a political stink that says that kids in central Texas should not be being poisoned so that we can be comfortable
1: now many times what what they take advantage of is that the naivete of the people in a particular area now uh, do these people uh, are you uh, your organization engaging those people to let them know well the reason this entire street every home has cancer in this home is likely because of this do you guys have an information campaign going through these areas so that these people know that the causality of what's going on with them at all
2: we uh, yes and no. Mm-hmm. We met with people in that community who are very reluctant to trust Austin environmentalists. Right, and the reason is five thousand of them got involved about six years ago with another environmental group, and they did all sorts of stuff. And then the environmental group signed a agreement with the city of Austin officials and basically walked away from the campaign without ever consulting with the people in Fayette County, without ever demanding cleanup of the coal ash, they got a commitment that at some point people would try to uh, close uh, the two halves of the turbines. But nothing on the cleanup, and it was there was very active people in that community who were standing up. There was small business people who have drilling operations for water. There was small business people who had um, pecan tree uh, forests. There was ranchers. All sorts of people got involved in this um, a number of years back. A bunch of the people from Fayette County who couldn't their uh, one gentleman used to sell their um, pecans for $400,000 a year. And after all of this, the seepage got involved, he didn't have, any, he couldn't produce any pecans. So they went and bought pecans at the HEB and then made pecan pies and delivered them to the city of Austin to tell them what was going on. So there is some tension. We have uh, good contacts with a number of people uh, in Fayette County. The plant has ex- the plant management has exerted a tremendous amount of pressure on the local government officials, saying that this is the, the it is the largest employer in Fayette County. It's a, as how many
1: people does it employ? One hundred
2: and sixty five. Okay, and um, and in Fayette County, that's a lot. Um, and so they, they've, they've tried to say that the Austin environmentalists
0: are. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan, whether you're a market seller, I'll
2: take two tomatoes and a cucumber.
0: poodle pamperer,
2: <laughs>
0: piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal.
1: I'm Robert Conti, chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. Unfortunately, traffic fatalities are up in the district, and I need
2: your help to reverse this trend. Seatbelts save lives and reduce the risk of death or injury. Click it or ticket. Um, trying to jeopardize people's jobs. So our three-part program that we're doing is one, the first thing is to begin the cleanup and stop more poisoning. So take all of the coal ash, put it into coal bins, whether it's the coal ash that is produced each day or the coal ash that is buried. Um, that process, if anything, will create more jobs, the cleanup. Right. Um, the second thing is to begin the process of Uh, developing a solar park, a solar farm. There's 6,000 acres there. And you could be able to uh, develop solar power and gradually increase the solar and decrease the amount of carbon. Right. um, uh, Electricity. It's sold for the same amount of uh, money. Right. The solar, the... The plant generates thirty million dollars a year for the city of Austin, which is we've run into as one of the factors of them being uncomfortable in dealing with it because the city of Austin's budget is about a little bit over a billion dollars. We ha- we d- have developed a, a committee in Bastrop County, which is a county next to it, who um, did not was not involved with getting betrayed by another organization uh, and we have contacts in about five of the lcra counties which we've been doing some work on the problem that they're facing is if the city of austin which makes up the majority of the people in lcra are is not raising any cane then it's hard for us to excite local politicians in these smaller counties that they think they can do some stuff so we're really putting pressure on the city council. All of the people who work there that are displaced are given jobs in either the city of Austin or other LCRA facilities. So there, no. is, there is electricians and all sorts of skilled workers that could move in over a period of time into the good paying jobs in those two uh, facilities.
1: As I just, uh, as you just explained, Danny, you uh, not only are you guys wanting to solve that issue with the mercury seeping into the water, the lead seeping into the water, but you've also given a practical solution that people are not just out of jobs or something happening. It's just right. people have to have the will to do it. Um, it seems to me like um, this is an issue with with the, with the hundreds of power coal power plants that we have around the country, with the ash that's left at these plants throughout the country, it seems like there's a hell of a big job to get done to make sure that all the, because we're leaving coal, that's, that's a certainty, we're leaving coal. But the, what we leave behind, abandoned generators, abandoned coal ash, all those things present a problem, a huge environmental problem. And unless we have environmentalists like yourself working on that, keeping the pressure on, Given that you and I know that most of this, these ash plants, etc., or ash bins or whatever, are in areas of poor areas, etc., we are relegating all those people to illness, sickness, uh, poverty, m- uh, loss of mental capacity, and all those issues absent the kind of work that you're doing. So I mean, the work that you're doing is very important, as we've always known, Danny. Uh, To close this, I want you to uh, tell me something that I should have asked you that I didn't, that you want our audience to know.
2: Um, Well, something on the last thing that you just said, there is some serious work being done by one of the University of North Carolina on dealing with the cleanup. And what they've developed is a way to take coal ash and put it in cement in a certain way where it stays.
1: Okay. Um,
2: and trying to find other ways to use it. But the amount of uh, coal ash in across the country is extremely high. The deposits of it are all over the place in Tennessee and North Carolina, in West Virginia, um, where people de- depended on coal. The other thing is, that solar is cheaper to produce electricity with solar than coal. So there's a humanitarian factor and that really should be the primary thing. Uh, But there's also economic factors working against these coal plants. But it is, um, I think that one of the things that has bothered us a lot is the city council in Austin has declared a climate emergency and then did nothing on this. Did absolutely nothing. And well, they, so they made speeches that they were for the environment and supporting the the working around climate change. And then it's sort of like a proposal or a proposition is gonna solve a kid who's been drinking lead laced water. And it, uh, that the the environmental community in Austin really has to step up and push against the city of Austin and the city of Austin. There's a couple of city council uh, members there who have actually started to try to figure out a way to work with us on this.
1: Now, Danny, this is, a, this is not only an Austin problem. This is a problem that can be replicated hundreds of times throughout the entire country. So yes. first of all, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for working with 350, which means you have national reach, uh, which is very important in this case. So um, again, uh, Danny Fettante, what I call much more than an environmentalist, former union guy, and everything else, thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right.
2: Thank you, Egberto.
1: With our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. I'm Robert Conte, Chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. I have an urgent message. Unfortunately, traffic fatalities have increased in D.C.,
2: and I need your help to reverse this troubling trend. Did you know that using a seatbelt can drastically reduce the risk of death or serious injury to you
1: or a loved one? Seatbelts save lives, and together, we can accomplish a safer community. Let's make Vision Zero a reality in D.C. Always wear your seatbelt.
0: Click it or tick it.
1: 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
0: Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball.
1: Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever
0: someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it, because we would only hit home runs